Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by the Ham Station. Get your new radio or antenna by calling 800-729-4373 or go to hamstation.com. It's Ham Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Ham Talk Live. It's episode number 35, setting up a remote station with Marty Soloway, KC1CWF, recorded live on Thursday, October 13th, 2016. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we'll be joined by Marty Soloway, KC1CWF, to take your questions about remote operations. And we'll take your calls live in just a few minutes. Last week, Lou Malchik into our queue was here to talk about how you can participate in School Club Roundup, whether you're just an operator or if you work with a school. If you missed the show, you can listen anytime. All you got to do is go to hamtalklive.com. Or you can download it from iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, SoundCloud, or YouTube. So I do want to remind you, uh, since uh, Lou was on last week talking about the School Club Roundup, it's almost here. Schools will be on all next week. That starts Monday at 1300 UTC and goes until Friday at 2359 so please get on the air if you can and give some schools a call. Uh, the exchange is just the uh, RST, state, or DXCC entity if you're not in the U.S. or Canada. And the class, and the class is either individual, club, or school. So, uh, for example, if you're just an individual operator, you'd send like uh, 5-9 Indiana individual. And uh, that's it. So... Uh, that's, of course, if you live in Indiana, and it's actually a 5.9, although it's always a 5.9, right? Um, well, anyway, most schools uh, will be on somewhere between 14.250 and 14.280, and uh, 7.225 to 7.255, and uh, probably some PSK on 20 and 40 meters. So check those areas for schools, and then uh, some other schools will be running other modes, APRS, CW, who knows. Uh, but some won't be able to uh, 
operate in those recommended frequencies, but uh, that's a good place to start. Um, and you can also check the spots uh, like the X Summit for the location of some schools on the air. And if you are a school, be sure to check out the ARRL website for all the rules information and try to get in on, on the air sometime next week. Now, uh, Marty, you've run a little bit of school club roundup. Uh, what's your, your impression here? You know, I've, I've actually had the privilege to kind of do school club roundup in, I guess, kind of the three big ways you could do it. You know, you could be a, a single operator, you could be operating a school station, or you could be just operating a club station. Those are, the, I believe, the three big uh, categories. And I've actually operated all three. And being it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a great chance to get on the air and talk to other kids. Obviously, I'm a teenager. I'm 14. And although there's, there's plenty of children on HF, uh, teenagers, young adults, being able to, you know, contest to some extent together with, uh, with people your age is, is a lot of fun. And I, I'd encourage everybody to get on, even if you're just like a club station. I've been known to get on with a club station, a club call sign and actually hand out a, um, hand out the club designator in my exchange. And a lot of people think I'm a school club, and you can actually get some nice pileups. You'd be surprised. Um, there, although a lot of people don't think so, there's a high QSO count hours uh, rates uh, to be had. So it's, it's a really fun event. It's it's great that the AWRL puts it on. Yep, yeah, and that's also uh, sponsored by Limark, and um, I hope to be on. I've I've fought all week. Murphy has has moved into school. Uh, everything we've gone to do has just gone wrong. But tomorrow, the tower climber's coming back. So we'll, we'll hopefully have an antenna back on and, and have everything ready to go for next week. Well, Marty's going to be back, and he's going to talk about remote operations. So if you have any questions about those, get those ready. We'll do a little introduction and a short interview, and then... I'll give you a chance to call in the number that we will use uh, to call in after the interview part. That's 812-NET-HAM-1, 812-638-4261, or you can Skype us at HamTalkLive. And uh, if you want to tweet us, you can tweet a question. It's at HamTalkLive. Um, and then there's uh, the post a comment uh, section on the website, so you can um, post something there as well, and it should pop up on the screen here. So I'll be back with KC1CWF, that's Chicken with Fries, right after this, from the Ham Station, right here on Ham Talk Live. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by The Ham Station. For 35 years, The Ham Station has brought new and used radios, antennas, accessories, and equipment to the amateur radio community. Give Jeff or Dan a call at 1-800-729-4373 or order online at hamstation.com. Ham Station carries all the major brands like Icom, Yaesu, and Kenwood. Shop from a wide selection of radio scanners MFG accessories, Heil Sound products, Mirage and Ameritron amplifiers, Cushcraft antennas, and more. Easy online shopping and fast shipping are waiting for you at hamstation.com or call 1-800-729-4373. The Ham Station, proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. 
Out of all of the ham radio podcasts in the world, this is definitely one of them. You are listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. The ham station has you covered. For both new and used equipment, give Dan or Jeff a call at 800-729-4373 or go to hamstation.com and tell them you heard it right here on Ham Talk Live. Ham Talk Live is on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at hamtalklive.com. If you missed the show, check out the archive on hamtalklive.com or check out one of those uh, podcasting thingies. They, they, they have that. Yes podcatchers marty sillaway kc1 cwf or as we know him best chicken with fries is 14 years old he became a ham at age 12 in november of 2014 four months later he upgraded to general and now has his extra marty enjoys tinkering rag chewing and contesting he likes building his antennas and uh, likes to help people get on hf and uh, mentor new hams Marty is the current and founding president of the Eastern Massachusetts Contesting Club. The club's goal is to promote radio sport contesting among kids in Eastern Massachusetts. And Marty spoke at the Dayton Hamvention Youth Forum last year and often contributes to various ham radio podcasts. So, Marty, officially, welcome to Ham Talk Live. Thanks, Neil. It's great to be here. I've known you for a while, and it's it's an honor to be on your show. Yeah, it's been nice to have you on here. So, so first of all, uh, you know the 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 phonetics for your call, KC One CWF. You use the chicken with fries thing. So, so I got to ask you just just the, the first off before we get started on this remote ops thing, who has the best chicken with fries? You know, there's only one place you can get amazing chicken with fries, and that is my house. My 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 parents make the best chicken with fries. Got to plug my mom. So, so so is mom going to invite me over if I go to Boston? Is ship up to Boston, and we will figure that out. And we'll figure that out. Okay. So 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 no KFC versus Chick Fil A or no 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 no. No, it's the, it's the Sullivan no, House. No. An editor's note: I have my general, not my extra. And your favorite song is the chicken dance? Yeah. yeah. Look at that. I had, I, had, I had to throw that in there, you know. Yeah, very very so, and we and we may, and we may we may hear from the chicken every once in a while. Oh yeah. Through throughout the show. So, yeah, there we go. All right. Okay, enough <laughs> of enough of the the the, the you're jocularity. Getting, you're, yeah, really. Um Tell me about remotes, okay? Uh, what hardware and software do you need if you want to start and set up your own remote station? That is a loaded question, my friend. Isn't it? Well, though? yes. So, I guess the first thing the the first thing to kind of put a disclaimer in front of this all is um, there's a thousand different ways you can remote your station. Primarily tonight, I'm I'm talking about where most of my experience comes from is operating uh, stations on the HF bands. And I think before you could even say, what hardware do I need? What software I need? 
you really need to say, what do I want to do with this remote station? Do I want to be set up to do full high-power SO2R remote contesting, single op 2 radios? Do I want to just uh, be able to play uh, on PSK um, uh, on my on 20 meters, uh, low power? Um, I don't want to do CW or phone. Maybe I only have one antenna. You know, there's a lot of different levels of complexity. And it's also a lot about how much do you want to spend. And I'll tell you, for the longest time, over a year actually, my remote station cost me probably about $40. And I'll explain how I did that in a second. But I think that the first question is how much do you want to spend? What do you already own? Because depending on what you own, there's a number of routes you can go. And also, why? Am I, am I, am I buying this to goof off? Am I buying? It's, it's, it's really how much money am I? How, you, you get what you pay for kind of with remotes. So I guess what I'd call the free route, although it isn't really free, what I did for the longest time is I just had my radio with the logging software open and I had rig control connected up so you know you can change the frequency and whatnot. And then I just use uh, Skype, um, like I'm talking to you on right now, um, to handle the sideband audio. And I used Vox on the radio so when my audio came from the other side on Skype, it would key up the radio. And I'd use a piece of software called Team Viewer. Team Viewer, which is remote desktop software, it allows me to see a desktop uh, somewhere else in the world to connect up to my computer to control the rig control and uh, initiate the Skype calls and whatnot. And then I just um, bought a uh, cheap relay board off of eBay. Um, you can find them online. I used one um, by a company called SaneSmart. Um, and I just I had a remote coax switch sitting around, so I hooked that up. Uh, to a bunch of relays, and I just switched 12 volts uh, to turn on to switch to each antenna. And you know, I found I found a board on the internet, wrote a little bit of code. I used Python, and uh, if anybody wants any of this software stuff, uh, all these boards are cheap. You know, 30 bucks. If you want software to go with it, shoot me an email. Um, uh, KC1CWF at KC1CWF.us. That's where uh, you find uh, my contact. Uh, that's my email. Um, that's just one way out. You can do it, but it's a thousand ways. I guess this is kind of a long answer, but yeah. Um, so, so that that's the 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 DIY that's the cheap route. Way. That's the oh, cheap yes. way. But you don't, you know, okay, I'm cheap. Now but you don't have to be cheap, right? So let's so let's talk a minute about the other way wanna, around. Shall we what talk about plug the very high end? Plug and play. Plug and play. Plug and well, play. Well, uh, plug and play is going to cost you some money, but I guess well, how about? There's no plug. It's just play. If you want to play, you don't even care about whose station you're using. You can uh, browse over to remotehamradio.com, which is a play-to-pay uh, website uh, run by W2RE and WW2DX. I'm Hams in New York. Uh, you pay uh, $99 a year at their base price and then around $0.50 cents a minute. And uh, they have like 20 stations all over the U.S. and it's first come, first serve. It's just an internet client and you can... Uh, um, uh, uh, control stations, CW phone, you know, you can do it all. That's the play. If you, uh, that's just the pay and you play. There's no plug. Just, just play. Okay. If, if you want to say set up your own station at home, I think the top of the line product is probably the Elecraft, you, uh, the Elecraft system, which is you buy an Elecraft K3. It's a high quality, uh, contest radio typically. And then, uh, Elecraft, um, 
sells another radio called the Elecraft K30 Mini, which is basically the front panel of an Elecraft K3. Um, so it's the same. It's this, It looks identical. There's just no RF deck. And then um, there's a company called Remote Rig, which sells, um, or what's actually sold by Elecraft, that sells up two boxes. And you just plug an Ethernet cable into one side of the box, and you plug um, your radio into the other side of the box. And that sits at your home station. And then you have this little other remote remote box that looks identical that plugs into that K30 Mini anywhere in the world. And you have the front panel of your radio just like you're sitting in front of your radio. You'd never know your remote. That's probably the high end, but that'll set you back a few thousand bucks. And that just takes care of rig control. You need to still rotate your rotors and switch your antennas. Um, and that, you know, there's pre-made products to do that. Greenheader and Engineering makes some stuff to do that. Um, there's there's a thousand ways to go, but I'd probably classify that as the high end. Okay, so let's let's go for the middle. Let's go for something that I want to do this at my home station. So I'm not just going to rent time on somebody else's, but uh, you know, I just want to go kind of plug and play, but use the rig I've already got. Well, it depends on what sort of radio you have. Say you have an ICOM radio. ICOM makes a piece of software called RSBA1. RSBA1. Um, I'm actually using it right now for my remote. It's $99. Uh, you just run the software on a computer at home that's plugged into your radio. Um, if, say you have a set, I, I, it'll take care of uh, all the radio communication, all the um, audio uh, pass through. And uh, if you have a fancy newer radio that has the, the uh, spectrum scope built in an ICOM radio, uh, it'll even pass that over the remote. That's that's probably the, the 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 high level entry entry level. You can even get like a, uh, a a knob that'll plug in on your remote computer so you can feel like you're spinning the VFO. That's for ICOM. There's a there's a piece of software called Remote Hams um, that can kind of do something similar. Uh, also, um, and that piece of software A is remote control software. Um, you know, you, you run a, cl- a server on the at your shack, and then you run a client in the field on another computer that you want to control um, your home radio with. Um, the the Elecraft solution does not require a computer. All these other ones do. Um, and and with that, uh, you can you can remote your um, remote your station. But all actually, Remote Hams has a network of remote stations all the all over the world. You can actually ask to use other people's stations, which is kind of cool. Oh yeah. Now, oh, yeah. now, Murphy's been following me all week. I mean, it's oh like, yes, the, it's the like, Murphy it's and like, remote you know, operation. We 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 got the we got the stepper back from being rebuilt, and, and you didn't even and we break got it. it and, yeah, and we got we didn't break it. We got it all put back together, and then the rotor would only turn right and wouldn't turn left. Brand new rotor out of the box. So I had to send that back. So then the tower climber comes up. The mass pipe won't fit. And so now we got to change our tower configuration around. And it's like everything. And, of course, it's the week before school club roundup. And so, yeah. So everything that I've gone to do, everything that I've gone to do in the last week. Murphy's been there. Murphy's been there. He's, he's you, following me. So Murphy what, comes to remotes, too. Yes. What happens when Murphy shows up to remotes and something goes wrong and you're not there? The best thing to do if you're using, say, computer software, make sure uh, your computer's set up to uh, 
power off on uh, uh, power on after the loss of power. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, you can buy remotely controlled um, power uh, power uh, power. Uh, uh, what's the word? Um, surge protectors. The uh, IP surge protectors that you can power cycle over the internet to power cycle all your gear. We're not even talking about amplifiers yet. That's a whole other subject. Um, that's one thing to do. Uh, we've had RFI issues where uh, I have a friend, uh, K2LE, who lives in New York City and has a remote station in Vermont. And, oh, there's plenty of times uh, when you're setting up a big remote station, you will have to drive there. And uh, that's just kind of a reality until you get the bugs out. But uh, being able to power cycle everything helps. Uh, you you, you got to work out the bugs. Yeah, I think I could even use that at the repeater site because uh, occasionally we got to power cycle some stuff there. Um, so how do you count something during a contest or for some award, like maybe it's worked all states or something, the XCC, how do you count that if you log into somebody's remote station out in Arizona, do you count it as if you're in Arizona? Do you count it as if you're in Boston? How, how do you count that in a contest? So here's or the one thing about remote operation. It is great, and it can be used so ethically. And there's a lot of people who don't use remote stations who believe there's no way to use them ethically. And as kind of something that's new and upcoming to ham radio, it's our responsibility to make sure we're using them as ethically as possible, not to you know kind of send other people away from uh, remote operation. So yes, you always have to be ethical. Um, if I'm if I'm using a station in California, I'll make sure I'm. KC1CWF uh, slash six, for example, always say, yes, I'm actually in California um, for awards. I always keep that stuff separate. Um, you, you'll never, uh, you never want to be a lot. Uh, there's, a, there's been a lot of um, stuff recently as far as people using remote stations as ears around the world. Maybe uh, you're, you're loud on 160, but uh, you can't hear for uh, anything. Uh, maybe you'll just, uh, you know. You think it's okay to tune on to uh, 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 some quiet site somewhere else in the world, even though you're transmitting from home. You know, if if it wasn't two-way, you didn't make the queue. And I'd argue that is unethical. So be ethical about your operation um, because you're, it's very important to do that. Um, there's a lot of people watching you and scrutinizing you. And uh, as, as a hobby, we really have to self-regulate. So it's very important to operate your station ethic. Okay, so you're going to count it as the location of the transmitter. That's where you're yes, going to count yes, it as. Yes, you always count the location of the transmitter. But you should be receiving at the same place you're transmitting. That's sure. Key. Sure. Same okay. thing goes for DXEC credit. If you're yep. uh, within whatever the rules say, whatever, even if you're remote, if you're within the radius, that's acceptable. It's acceptable. If you're not, it's not. It's pretty simple. All right. Very good. Well, we've got that uh, that cleared up. Well, we're going to take uh, time out here to pay some of the bills, but uh, we're going to come back, and then we're going to take your calls for Marty, and, and you can ask questions about remote operations right after this message from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics has been the Ham's dime store since 1978, bringing connectors, antennas, cables, and other parts to the world. 
Scott and Jill travel the country bringing their store to you at HamFest, but you can also order online at pl-259.com or by calling 920-435-2973. Stock up on those supplies like PL-259 and end connectors, audio cables, mobile antennas, and hamsticks. Their silver-plated end connectors are even in use on the International Space Station. Tower Electronics is a dealer for MFJ, Comet, Daiwa, OPEC, Workman, and HamPro Technologies. Tower Electronics, online at pl-259.com, proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. Talk live with Neil Rap. Join the conversation. Call us on voice with Skype at Ham Talk Live or give us a call at 812 Net Ham 1. That's 812 638 4261. Now, here's more Ham Talk Live. And we'd like to thank Scott and Jill at Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show once again tonight to help bring you Ham Talk Live. They will be at the Greenville, Tennessee Ham Fest. That's coming up on Saturday. And then uh, they'll be in Chattanooga, Tennessee on October 21st and the 22nd. Or you can call them 920-435-2973. Or, as I had to do again this week, right after I got my order, I had to order more stuff. (laughs) So, I went to pl-259.com and uh, got some more stuff, because Murphy keeps following me everywhere. So, make sure you tell him you heard it on Ham Talk Live, and make sure you listen to Ham Talk Live every Thursday night. At 9 p.m. Eastern Live, right here on HamTalkLive.com. And then also you can check out our Facebook page and our Twitter feed. Just search for HamTalkLive, you'll you'll find us. Well, it's time for your calls. So if you have a question for Marty, call 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Or you can Skype your question at HamTalk Live, or you can tweet at HamTalk Live, or you can even post in the comments uh, on HamTalkLive.com and ask away your questions about remote operations, whether it's setting up your own or using one of the uh, many that are online. And uh, Marty will, will share his knowledge with you. So I, I think I hear the, the chicken again. I think I hear that, Marty. I hear it too. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's there. So Chicken with Fries is here. Give him a call, 812 Net Ham One is the number. Call so the number. So while we're waiting, there's some stations that um do rent out time on the remotes. How, how do they do that? And, and, and what's the, what's the best way to, uh, to make sure you're, you're getting the one that's, uh, that's, uh, not trying to rip you off. Well, I haven't actually heard of anybody getting ripped off, uh, by, uh, um, uh, hams in the U S uh, 
in Europe, you know, there's some other things going on with remotes. But I think uh, mainly focusing on the U.S. I think it's, you know, find a station. Maybe you find a cluster of stations. That's the great thing about RemoteHamRadio.com. They have stations all over the world for like a thousand bucks a year. You can like use that. You amazing stuff. Actually, they have a station in Haiti. Hotel Hotel Two Alpha Alpha. I'd check that out. Oh, and if you're a kid, if you're a teen, um, Remote Ham Radio has a program where um, you can actually apply to get use of their stations for a year. If say you can't, you got a lot of noise, or you're an HOA. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, there's some people that will just sell you their stations. I know um, for a few hundred dollars a year, you can have access to uh, W7RN in Nevada. Get this. They have an 80-meter beam. An 80-meter beam? 80-meter wow. beam. Wow. At one point in time, they had stacked 80-meter beams. The whole My tower goodness. rotates. Imagine that. Yeah, you you about have to have a rotating tower for that kind of load. Wow, that's, that's and you know for huge. only a few hundred dollars a year, you can access to those that the station. I believe that station. I believe they have uh, a five stack of twenty meter Yagis, seven element Yagis, something like that. Um, it's incredible stuff. Um, um, what else? There's there's a lot of stations around the U.S. It, it's new technology. People are just figuring it out. Um, but this is actually really a great time, I think, um, if you if you just want to get uh, going. Obviously, as you, your station gets bigger, there's more cost involved. Remoting things like amplifiers and rotating towers and stack matches for big stacks, uh, that can get complex and um, complicated. And it's really, you, you can be an engineer to do this sort of stuff. It, it's, it's not easy. Now, I didn't... Uh... Uh, this is this is unscripted here, by the way. Uh, I didn't uh, didn't mention this, but one of the things that we've uh, caught on to after going to Contest University and, and kind of figuring out a few things is um, a lot of times we'll do web SDR and just kind of listen to make sure we're getting out, so we're not remote transmitting. But we'll remote receive just to just to see if we're getting a signal into that part of the country, and and that's and that's free. Yeah, that's a good way to check propagation. But um, remember, you can use that to check propagation. But I'd be uh, careful. I wouldn't be using that to pull weak call signs out of the mud. Oh, sure, sure, right. sure. So yeah, um, anything else on the ethics front you wanted to to, uh, to talk about? Because that, I think that, that's, that's you know there's a lot a of people questioning new, it. Whole new thing. Yeah, and I I think it's as more people get on remotes, there's going to be more and more you know ethical standards set. But the important thing is play by the rules. Um, typically, you know if you're if you're reading the rules, most contests um, don't have any special remote categories. There's no need for that. Uh, just think about, you know, what uh, on your two-meter radio, um, you have uh, maybe you have a separated front plate. Uh, you know, imagine you're just using a long cord to get to your front plate, um, be it over the Internet or not. And uh, if, if you had an extended uh, front plate and your radio was in California and you were keying up the repeater in California um, and you were sitting in New England, you wouldn't say, oh, there's some magical two-meter opening. I'm magically getting into this repeater in California. So same you know, same thing. Operate ethically. Don't lie. Follow yeah. the rules. It's pretty simple. 
812-NET-HAM-1 is the phone number for Marty, KC1 Chicken with Fries. Talking about remote operations tonight, 812-NET-HAM-1, or you can tweet us at HamTalkLive. Now, while, again, while we're, we're waiting here, if, uh, if somebody has a question, uh, please chime in. Uh, but um, this is, uh, especially like the amplifiers and the rotating towers and everything, uh, this is putting some of your equipment at risk so uh, risk. what what are what are the risks of like you know you overdrive the amp and you know uh, there's, there's no there's more nobody I don't there there's to any, do that or you know the amp blows up more, i don't think there's any more risk in overdriving your amp remotely <laughs> than there is at home but there but and, then you know, there's nobody there to watch it if it's yours well typically uh, you'll have remote metering uh, so you can see how much power you're driving over the remote uh I mean, you're probably using some sort of automatic tune amplifier or um, maybe a an amplifier for each band if you're remote so you can change bands. And typically those things have some sort of protection in them. So that often saves you some trouble. And the antennas, if the antenna falls down and they keep turning it? If the antenna falls... Well, say that again? If the antenna falls down, but they keep turning it. So you're saying, like, uh, the antenna falls off the tower. Right. And the rotator keeps spinning? And they keep, yeah, they keep turning the, the rotator. Well, um, couldn't that happen at home, too? Well, yeah, it could happen at home, but then you'd notice it. Can, can you see? Do you th maybe, I, maybe, I, she, I think, maybe you could put a webcam up. Yeah, we, we do that at a lot of stations. I, we put up webcams looking at the front panels of radios and out the window. But I think that's just as applicable in real life if you look at most contest stations you cannot see the towers from the operating chair i know i can't see my antennas from my chair well yeah but i mean they're they're close by so but i uh, wouldn't know anymore if i was remote or if i was in the basement you know yeah so for, so for example i i know somebody who who has a remote station here in indiana yep but lives out on the west coast and so it's not like he can just, you know, drive run down the street there. and drive on over if, if something if something happens. So so I'm just wondering what kinds of safeguards and you're mentioning some of these. Right. You, you know, know you, what kind as, of safeguards as, can you do to you make sure that on things your rotators? Work? Um, oftentimes things like automatic band switching on your antennas, you're always transmitting it to the right antenna. Things like that, but um, you know, I think rotator stops you'd have anyways. Um, it's it's common sense operation. Anything physical things will fail. You can only build your antenna so tough. Something will eventually break, just like they would at home, and you will have to deal with that. That's the reality. Eight one two net ham one is the phone number. Eight one two six three eight four two six one. If you have some questions about remote operation was with Marty. We've got a few minutes left here, so give us a call or a tweet or something, and we'll, uh, we'll tweet get your out. questions on. Yeah, you can tweet at us, at HamTalkLive. That will work as well. So, so you're doing this from your I remote home, all right? over the world. What? Yeah, so, so, what, so what do you like now that you've got the the ICOM 7300 
um, and you've got that uh, ability to do the, the ICOM software and remote that, and then you've got the stuff that you put together and and you you know designed yourself. Right. So what do you like about your setup, and then what do you like about the the ICOM thing? Well, the ICOM setup is my main setup right now. And to be honest, it works great. Audio is crystal clear. There's very little latency. You know, I can use a remote knob if I wanted to. And it's lightweight. You know, uh, the, the, the positive and the negative of the Elecraft system, which is kind of uh, probably the most popular uh, for high-end remotes. You know, that's what W7RN uses, for example. You have to carry it somewhere. If you're already bringing your laptop, you can just fire up the ICOM so- uh, software and uh, off you go. That's that's the plus. Yeah, I mean that sounds like a an easy way to to get the job done. And then the uh, you know, for uh, I don't use the ICOM software when I'm doing things like PSK. I'll just uh, run FL Digi over the remote, and you'd never know what's remote because you're just screen sharing. You know, no no different than you'd be if you're sitting in front of the radio clicking buttons on a computer screen. Now, is there anything in your your cheap homemade setup that you've been able to do yourself that you can't do on one of these prepackaged software. Yeah. No, but I, you know, as you automate your station more and more, you lose a little bit of manual control. That's nice to have. For example, um, maybe I want to, you know, as I'm, I want to listen. I, I, I don't have a, I don't have a receive antenna port on my radio. Something happens with lower cost radios, but maybe I want to switch back and forth while I'm receiving after my CQs between a 80 meter vertical, which is quieter than say my 40 meter vertical on 80 meters. You know, you, you have that control with a, um, with a, manual setup that you programmed yourself as opposed to something that's maybe more automated. All this can be set up. It's just a matter of complexity. Um, you know, what you pay for is what you get, I think, with these things. But if you're good at building it yourself, you can build it. But um, I will say the, you know, Green Heron Engineering makes some great polished products. Same with Elecraft. What they make works. Um, you know, the, Ele- the ICOM software works. It's you. You but sounds, when you pay, it works. Yeah. Now, the one time I was thinking about doing this, I thought, you know, yep. If we did a remote at at school, so because we're up in the penthouse, and and so the students can't always, you know, get up there, and and they can't do it, you know, in the evenings from home or whatever. So we actually set up a repeater and had a repeater controller that would do remote base. And so we were going to try to do that with remote base, but then I got to thinking about some of these things I asked you about, which was, what do you do if you know the rig Here's does the something funny, or, you know, sh- or turning mention. the antenna, or switching the antenna, or you doing something? Yeah. I, got, I got to point this out. You got to make sure you have some sort of way that your radio will not get stuck in transmit. Yeah. On all the setups I put in, we always make sure, you know, there's a, if you're stuck in transmit it for three minutes, shuts you off. Got to make sure you, 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 got, you can't violate the FCC rules there. Uh, you don't want to accidentally start spewing 
computer sounds on the bands. Yeah, so that was that was always my concern was, you know, what happens if something funny goes, you know, haywire and then, you know, I can't get to it um, because the building's locked up for the night, you know, <laughs> what do you do in those situations? So that, that's a little bit of what prompted the uh, the discussion and, and we ended up not not doing the remote base. Uh, we We had some other issues that we weren't able to work around so we ended so your up ideas, uh, talk not doing on a re- that but you talk it on a repeater yeah you'd end up on 20 meters yep so what i don't know what that was the original stuff. that was the original way there, to do it well i'm not sure how legal that is um well you you have to have the license for it right but if you have a technician right then you can't do a repeater then you can't act then right. you can't it's, do it's, it right yeah you know you but you, but but they're they may be a third party in part because they're passing through the repeater, which is licensed by you know an extra class. So I don't I don't know the legal side. Yeah, of you'd ha- yeah you'd have to have a control operator. I mean, you couldn't uh, you couldn't just leave because that I, on. It would I be something you is, would it'd be something it you touch legal. tone on and off. I I know it is legal um, for say a technician to get on a two meter repeater that cross bands over to ten meters. I know that is allowed. Yeah. Yeah. So this you may you may be able to be a but this is a remote base situation. So right. yeah. I don't. Yeah, there's yeah. You got to be careful with that. Got to be ethical. As I exactly. said, exactly. Ethics is important. Any phone calls? No, I haven't, I haven't seen I'm, anything. I'm scaring yet. everybody yep. away. Uh, they're just listening late. They're probably watching the, the football game or something. So yeah, you never that, know. I'm not that. You're entertaining. I'm not that entertaining. Well, we try. The chicken. We try, yeah, the chicken. We can, we can play the chicken. Play the chicken. Yeah, there we go. And we've got the cat in the background, but I don't know if you heard it. Now, now, one little thing that that you may not know about um, uh, one of your friends, Sterling, is when he was on the show, you could hear his cat jump off of the desk. Oh, really? Yeah, he found that. It was a little East, extra Easter egg that was my, in that my, show. You could hear, okay. you could hear his cat jump off the desk. My my, my rabbits live outside. So, your your rabbits. I have two oh, beautiful bunnies. Very good. Well, Marty, we're just about out of time, but I want to thank you for coming on. And um, I know there'll be a lot of people listening to this uh, later on. That this will this will give them some um, good ideas on how to start um, using some remote operations if they want to get into that and course it's not for everybody you know some people are you know going to say eh, it's not real radio you know and it and, is real and, radio, and it is real discussion. radio but yeah that's a that's a discussion that's a that's a um you know some differing opinions on it but um you've given them some information on how to get started and i really appreciate you coming on the show thanks so much uh, for letting me on uh, making some trouble here it's a lot of fun and again i just want to say um, if anybody wants to get in contact with me, if you're too scared to call in, kc1cwf at kc1cwf.us is the email, or just look me up on QRZ, and I'd be happy to help you with your remote needs. Yes, oh, and we now we get a tweet from Sterling saying Charlie the Cat is famous on the podcast, so there we go. Well, that is a wrap for this week's edition of Ham Talk Live. I'd like to thank my guest, Marty Soloway, KC1, 
CWF and everyone out there in cyberspace that's listening and invite you back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time when Charles Johnston III, W8KWA, will be here to talk about how to get started with D-Star. And for a list of all of our upcoming guests, visit HamTalkLive.com. So for now, with Marty Chicken with Fries, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. Thank you.